Hey everyone, it's Drew from The Message Pitch. Uh, just wanted to leave a quick couple of notes here before you dive into the episode. This is obviously our College Bowl uh, Pick'em episode. We try to do it every year. Big blowout. We love it. We get a big panel in. Um, some of the bowls are not going to be present. There was a technical issue that deleted some of the big recording. Uh, so what we did is we have broken the episode down into a couple of parts. You can get the first few bowls um, in this episode and in as the bowl season goes, we'll release these, uh, release all of them. Second note, this episode was recorded on Monday the 11th. Uh, at the time, uh, head coach Mike Leach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs was still fighting um, against the episode, the medical episode that he had over the weekend, uh, and it's reflected in this recording. Uh, sadly, Coach Leach passed away the following day on December 12th. And so we want to send out our thoughts and prayers to his family, the Mississippi State family, uh, and the Bulldog football team. Uh, we were big fans of everything that he brought to the game uh, at the message pitch, and he will be sorely, sorely missed. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to the Leach family and Mississippi State. That said, uh, we hope you enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, this is Patrick McFake-Holmes, and you're listening to the best sports podcast on the internet, The Message Pitch, with Drew, Will, and Matt. Get it! The following message is brought to you by Faulty Spark Plugs. Faulties, we are that smell. A few more games so we All get right. out of here. Let's do it. All right, first up, semifinal game number one, the VRBO Fiesta Bowl, Michigan, TCU. Michigan favored seven and a half. Give me the Wolverines in a blowout. Jason, I'm right there with you. It will not be close. I'm right there with you. I, I Michigan, they play good enough defense. Their offense will keep TCU's offense off the field with the way they run the ball. Uh, even without Corum, they still got Edwards and, and the other guys. Uh, I like I like Michigan at, at least by two touchdowns. Pops, this kind of has the feel to me of what Cincinnati did last year. Everybody was all happy they got in until they got boat raced, and and I think Michigan's got too much for them. They'll they'll beat them down bad. Hmm. Maddie, you're closest to them. No, you're closest to TCU, anyways. I just, I'm not a big fan of Michigan either, as far as um, how they play and their style. I, I don't think they're going to blow them out. Uh, I, I think Duggan's going to keep them in the game. I think um, I'm going to take Michigan, but I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I really don't think Michigan's a. I know what they did to Ohio State is fresh on everyone's minds, but that's. I feel like that was more of an anomaly than it was who Michigan really is. So sure. um, I think TCU is going to rebound after that uh, tough loss. And I think they're going to play it close, but I'll take Michigan in the three point game. Yeah. And the worst thing that could happen too is somehow Ohio state finds a way past Georgia and they got a rematch in the national championship. Oh yeah. Game. Oh yeah. I don't know. McDuffie. I want to give TCU a little more credit here and say that they're probably as good as anybody Michigan played this year, except for maybe Ohio State. But um, 
I don't know. I, I hope it's close. I hope it's a good game just as a fan, but I'll stick with Michigan. So everything instinct says to take Michigan, but I don't know. There's just something interesting about this TCU team. They just keep winning and they win games that they shouldn't. And granted they lost to K-State and they probably shouldn't have, but they'd also played K-State earlier in the year. You know, it's very hard to beat a team twice. Unless you're Utah. Um, what's that? Utah's been Utah. Years. Well, Utah is a different animal altogether. Correct. Um, so I think Michigan is still Michigan, right? I mean, they still find a way. This is, you know, they still find a way to lose games that they shouldn't under Harbaugh. I'm going to be the renegade here. I'm going to say TCU finds a way to squeak past them and, and knock off Michigan. Um, I'm going to go with the Frogs. Do I think that's what will happen? Not necessarily, but I'm going to pick it. Jordan? Uh, I actually like TCU to win this game. I don't think Michigan will be more physical than they are. I haven't seen enough out of Michigan to really think that they're capable of, you know, running away with this game. Uh. Yeah, I just think TCU is a little bit more tested maybe than Michigan is. Played a lot of close yeah. games, and they lost a they lost a big one in the Big Twelve. Should they be there? No, no, not by any really metric other than they won all their you know regular season games. Uh, most deserving, but not best for. But yeah, I think I think they I think they get this game actually. Interesting. Okay. And then, oh no, we did not pops. What you got? Yeah, I said I thought Michigan would wax them. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I thought Will was the one that hadn't picked. No, I, I, I Will right when Jason said he picks Michigan big, I said I also. That's right. All right. Uh, next up, second semifinal game: Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, Ohio State against the Bulldogs from Georgia. Georgia coming in at a six and a half point favorite. Um, I'm gonna uh, go with the upset. I think we do get the rematch with Ohio State and Michigan. I think Ohio State has the talent to be able to play with uh, Georgia. I think Georgia, uh, while they have uh, played well in the games that they needed to play, they also played down the competition. And in this one, I think the talent will. Uh, be equal on the field. Give me Ohio State in a surprising upset. I uh, I see uh, – nice to see Georgia carrying on the tradition of, you know, getting weeks and months off to prepare for opponents. They play in a neutral site game in Atlanta. Um, Ohio State has best receiving core in the country, uh, great playmakers on offense. But after watching Michigan just run through them with whatever they wanted, that's basically what Georgia's defense does or Georgia's offense does, hand the ball off and out physically. you. I, I'm going to go – honestly, I, I think uh, the only two teams that could have given Georgia a run for their money for the championship both got left out, being Alabama and Tennessee. So, I, I think Georgia wins this one and then wins the whole thing. Mm. Matt. Yeah, I, I, Ohio State, just as far as the eye test goes all year, I never saw it. Um, and I – I guess recruiting wise, they might be on the same level as uh, 
as Georgia, but I think there's a big talent gap between these two teams. Um, and I think, I think Georgia wins this game. I'm, I'm surprised at six. I, I think Georgia could win this game by 17. I'm surprised at six, too. I, I yeah. absolutely say that. I think uh, Georgia deserves to be favored by more, uh, particularly after the, the Ohio State-Michigan game. But for some reason, I just have this feeling that Ohio State's going to get retribution in this game. They'll lose by 21 on the road. So <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Well, the, the, a while ago when, when Jason said six, I, I started to say, is that all? Yeah. yeah. This just uh, that just seems kind of low. I hope Ohio State's ready for that seventy-five uh, percent uh, Georgia crowd inside that dome. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think Georgia's just got a little bit too much defense and enough power. Power probably beat them by twelve to fourteen. McDuffie. Yeah, I if as long as Georgia doesn't have another dysfunctional game like they did against. Missouri or whoever else, I think it's going to be pretty tough to beat them. And um, I don't know. It, it's tough trying to compare these teams. It, when you look back across the season, it doesn't seem like either of their competition was really that great. But um, I think Georgia's still the better team and they'll win it. Yeah. Jordan, have you gone? No. Uh, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll jump in real here, here real quick. I don't think uh, Ohio State's seen anything like the like the tight ends from Georgia. Uh, I, I know everybody talks about the run game, but when uh, Bowers and Walker want it, they get it. Uh, so that's the difference to me. I think they'll they'll run when they want to. They'll pass when they want to. They'll just do whatever when they want to. They dominate them. Yeah, Georgia big. I think Jason might be onto something though, because. Kirby Smart, I have yet to see act like Kirby Smart. All I've seen is a knockoff Nick Saban impression. He could follow it one step closer here by laying an egg against the number four Ohio State team that many states shouldn't have gotten in. We could see Jason might be on to something. Try to follow in his footsteps. <laughs> so that is home. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the points of the show is to offer a little bit something different. I think of all the teams that Georgia could have matched up with, this is the one that's going to give them the most problem. The Ohio State is just that team that, for whatever reason, they seem to get get the bounce and then they capitalize on the bounce. I think uh, Georgia has been so dominant this year in a lot of big games, but then Missouri comes along and they struggle. You know what? If we're going to go – opposing views I, I could see Ohio State getting them I really could if, if there's a team in, in the four that are gonna the three of the four that left other than Georgia I think Ohio State's one and it would not shock me at all if they if they somehow found a way to beat Georgia um, they could just as easily get dominated but you know for the sake of doing something different I'll say Ohio State gets them and you get TCU and Ohio State in the final I think that uh, Georgia definitely got the hardest road in as the number one seed having to play Ohio State. And then uh, I think uh, Michigan's defense will will also give them some str- uh, trouble. But uh, I, I think as the number one, you would have liked to have seen them get uh, someone uh, 
with lesser talent than what Ohio State can put on the field. Absolutely. All right, moving forward. Uh, in the game that I just don't know uh, how it will go, the ReliQuest Bowl with Mississippi State uh, playing against Illinois. Um, you know, eight and four against eight and four. Illinois is a two-point favorite. Of course, that line uh, will shift significantly if Leach is uh, obviously not coaching. And what will be the mindset of uh, that Mississippi State? Will they – obviously, they've got people in the portal that are leaving, running backs leaving. But will they, will they win one for the Gipper or will they mail it in? I'm going to take uh, Illinois in this one and say that uh, their minds will just not be in this game. It, even if that – I'll be surprised in some ways if this game is played. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I uh, I originally had State. Illinois has, I think, the second-best defense in the country behind Georgia. Uh, and offensively, they like to run the ball. Mississippi State's got a surprisingly, you know, really good defense. If the game is played, I'm, I'm going to say Mississippi State rallies around, you know, Leach and, and, and tries to win it for him. Uh, but I don't even know if they're going to play this game. So, Yeah. Pops, what you got? Well, thoughts and prayers, obviously, to the Leach family. It's it's not good either way you read it. I think they play it, and I think Mississippi State uses this as a way to uh, give something back to the family in, in these dark days. And I think they take care of business, and, and I think they, they do it by a couple of touchdowns. I just think it's just – it's, it's going to be so emotional, and, and I just think it's, it's something they want to do to kind of try to put some kind of healing on this, if that's po- possible, just to give it back to the family and dedicate the game to him. Yeah. Chances? Yeah, I think, I think Mike Leach would want them to play the game, and I think that they will come out and play for him. Uh, I, think, I echo what everyone else says. I think they play if they do play this game that uh um mississippi state will put a good effort out there and win by a few scores mcduffie yeah this is this is a really tough situation for the family and the program and uh i don't know that this game happens but i I don't i don't have a pick under these circumstances sure Jordo. Uh, I really like what Bielum is doing at Illinois. Speaking from a strictly uh, football perspective, yeah. turned around a historically kind of terrible football school. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, just ride with Mississippi State. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I, so, <clears throat> State is, uh, they, they're always a, they, they've always been kind of a cool program. When I was in, in journalism, their athletic department, uh, it was really good to me when I was first starting out getting a story. So, I, you know, they're, they're, they're just a cool program uh, anyways. Um, I don't profess to have played college sports, but I have played enough sports to know that um, one of the greatest motivating factors is playing for somebody or for a cause or for, you know, a buddy who couldn't, couldn't do it or got hurt. Um, I think if the game is played, and that's a big if, I do think that State rallies around uh, the Pirate and his family, and they they 
score a big upset and an emotional upset. Um, and, and we'll see what happens from there. But I'm, <clears throat> I'm going state all day. So I, I looked up Mike Leach to see if there was any updates. And one of the, uh, you know, one of his most recent tweets is that they're, they're, they're going to allow cowbells at the game. So I think those will be loud and, and up there for him. So, yeah. All right, we got three games left, and ironically, uh, they two of the three happen to be uh, message pitch favorites. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go with the Cotton Bowl matching the Tulane Green Wave, going against the USC Trojans in a one and a half point favorite role by the Trojans. Uh, that's it. That's a, definitely a surprise there. I, as much as uh, I'd like to support your green wave, Drew, I got to go with Southern Cal here. I think uh, uh, there'll be a little bit too much for uh, the Tulane talent. Mm. Drew, do you want to rebuttal or do you want to go last? I'll go last. Okay. I'll go last. Well, I'll rebuttal. I've said it all. I've said it since Lincoln Riley took over at Oklahoma. You want to beat his teams, you play physical. What does Utah? What did Utah do twice this year? Played physical. There's a name I want you guys to understand. I want you to know if you don't already. Ty J Spears, two lanes running back, has run for almost 1,400 yards this year with 15 touchdowns. Call me crazy, but Matt, by the way, if you want to go to this game, tickets are as low as nine dollars according to ESPN. Uh, give me, give me Tulane. I think their fans are going to travel. I think this is their Super Bowl. USC is coming off a letdown. Had a chance to go to the playoff, and then you know, little game, little game Lincoln uh, happened. Uh, give me, give me Tulane. Is little game Lincoln a thing? It uh, is now. Fine box. Fine box <laughs> you, you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta hashtag that one. That's fantastic, little game Lincoln. Yeah, give me two, <laughs> give me Tulane. That's that's hilarious that they're that they're only a one and a half point underdog because those uh those big buildings in Las Vegas right. they don't they don't they don't get built with uh without I'm, deep pockets. So I'm telling you, Tulane plays and they play physical and they play good defense. Uh, Nick yeah. Anderson, best linebackers in the country for Tulane. Yeah, that's a that's a surprising line. Uh, I was expecting I would expect like minus five or six uh, for USC, but. Yeah, it tells me someone knows something. So that's a that's a two lane line to me. So I'll take two lane. Dad, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the last time Tulane played USC or how long it's going to be before they play them again. I picked it because Tulane's a feel good story, and I'd like to see them knock them off. So I'm going with Tulane. McDuffie. I don't know who to take in this game. I think, I think USC with a healthy Caleb Williams is probably a pretty safe bet. But I don't, I don't know what kind of condition he's in after that conference championship game. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with USC, but I don't feel too sure about it. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, as somebody who has been championing the 1939 Southeastern Conference champion Tulane Green Wave uh, for the last three seasons, 
in all serious, I mean, I've always liked Tulane. I think it's cool that they have that connection to the to the SEC. They've got a cool name. They got great colors, great mascot. But in in all seriousness, this is a mid major program that's really punching above its weight. And I don't understand this, but Willie Fritz is one of the best coaches in the country right now. And the fact that Auburn never call, I mean, no programs are calling. It's great for Tulane, but but I just don't understand why that, that's not a thing. He did great at Georgia Southern. He's doing amazing things at Tulane. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle. The fact that they're only a one-point underdog is pretty impressive. Um, I, I've, I've been tooting the green wave horn the whole year and I'm not going to stop now. I think Tulane pulls up and pulls out an upset for the ages um, and, and knocks off one of the perennial powerhouses in college football with a great story and caps off an amazing season, an amazing comeback season. They only won two games last year. Yeah. But like we said, there's a lot of that's being displaced from the hurricanes. Sure. Sure. Which even adds to it. So, you know, I try not to pick with my heart, but I, I, I can't not in this situation go green wave all the way roll wave. All right, uh, we'll go to the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, Utah against Penn State. Utah as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Utes. The Utes have uh, played pretty good football. I'm going to uh, say they're, in in the words of Will, they're, they're closer. They're closer to uh, Pasadena. I think they will travel in Groves. And I just don't think the Penn State Nittany Lions are that good of a football team this year. Matt will hold you till the end. Yeah. See, here's here's where I'm torn. So, good buddy at work, proud Penn State grad, has even invited me over to his house to watch this game. I really want to pick Penn State. I, I like what they do. Sean Clifford, uh, the 47-year senior, feels like. Um, Mitchell, Mitchell Tinsley, their second leading receiver, I believe, is hurt. Parker Washington, their leading receiver, I think, is out for the game. Joey Porter Jr. is also not playing in this game. And, you know, Utah, I think they're going to have last year's Rose Bowl in their mind where they had it won and then let it slip out of their fingers. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Utah's big tight end, is not playing. But let me tell you guys, Cam Rising is the quarterback for Utah. That, that kid's a gamer. Whenever you get you hit so hard, your helmet knocks off, and you're looking at the linebacker telling him you want you want some more. That's the kind of course I like. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Utah, Drew. You know, I never bet against Utah until they give me a reason to. So give me the Utes all day, every day. Luke, yeah, um, I always think of no matter how you're playing at the end of the season, there's so much time between there and the bowl game that momentum changes you don't have what you used to have and all I just think Utah's the better team and I'm not a huge James Franklin fan anyway but um give me Utah on this one I think they're they're the better team and it'll be more motivated McDuffie yeah I like Utah here as well this is a this is a team that so much of their identity is just um Playing hard hitting, willful football, and I like them in at this point in the season. I like them in most any matchup they could have been in, but yep, against the Penn State team with their best wide receiver out for the draft, I'll go with Utah. Sort of, 
Uh, Utah's better. Penn State wins. Oh, wow. Chance okay. closes out with that one. <clears throat> so is, is James Franklin the coach for this game for Penn State? Yes. Yes, yes, yes he, is. he is. Is this a big game? Yes. yes. Is Rose yes, Bowl a big is. game? So it Utah is, is going to win this game because <laughs> this is a big game that James Franklin is coaching. Uh, I've just, I just – uh, Penn State's had a lot of talented teams, I think, that James Franklin just couldn't. I don't know. I mean, he he's he can't he's he doesn't beat Ohio State. He doesn't beat Michigan typically. Um, I think Ohio uh, Utah is a talented team that that is capable of beating Michigan and Ohio State. So, um, I got a quick I, uh, question. Yeah, when is yeah. the last big game he has won? They beat Ohio State with with Saquon Barkley a couple of years ago, twenty uh, five years ago. Yeah, but that yeah that was his only big win. And, yeah. Um, but I think uh, Penn, Penn State does have two running backs in this game. They're freshmen that will probably play on Sunday. That's probably the only shot I see. But I think Utah, you know, they they have the Sugar Bowl win. They. Um, but I think the, the Rose Bowls eluded them um, these years that they've been in the Pac-12. So I think they finally get it. Not, I'll take Utah. All right. We'll close it out with one last pick. Uh, it is the Cheez-It Fiesta Bowl. It's time to bowl her up. The official message pitch sponsor, uh, Purdue University, against the LSU Tigers. LSU coming in. As a 10-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, it is definitely uh, all Tigers in this one, though. Uh, as much as I would like to, to support the, the Boilermakers, uh, minus Jeff Brom, I'm not sure who's coaching this game. Uh, LSU's trying to make a statement. They will represent the SEC well. Their defense will play well, even though they will have a number of people not playing. I, I like LSU in this one. I'm going, to, I'm going to go. Somebody else hop in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to let you finish us. <laughs> Jordo, what's uh, what's the line in Tombstone? You know where they they talk about supporting your friends, or if your if your if your brother or compadre does something, you know what you're supposed to do to support them. Oh God! Don't leave me hanging. Been a minute. There. You should have asked him this three hours ago. No, it's good. Yeah. Don't leave me hanging. Hit, hit That's right, Jordo. You you back your brother's play. That's right. You're exactly oh. right. Yeah, yeah. And so Will's been riding the the Purdue bandwagon since that guy went off on him. So I'm going to back my brother's play and give me the Boilermakers. Um, I got LSU. I just think they're too they're too too good for him. Jordo, men too deep. This this at this point with these guys, I I was. I was here when the man made the attack and uh, bowler up one time. Ten, right. ten, point, ten, ten point dog, that's nothing. That's nothing. McDuffie. I think LSU's just the better team and they may be getting Boutte back at receiver. Um, and that's to say nothing of the coaching situation with Produce coach leaving for Louisville. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll go with LSU. All right, Chance. 
Brom, no Brom, doesn't matter. Could be Kyle Orton, could be Drew Brees. Doesn't matter who coaches the Boilermakers this game. I think uh, they show up for a game that LSU is not too uh, inspired to be in. Um, I think Boilermakers take it. Jeff Let's Brom, go. your mom, doesn't matter. Boilermakers mm-hmm. by 60. Make the T-shirts. <laughs> All right. All there right. you go. We'll, we'll get on that. We'll close it out. <laughs> As as devout of a, as a Purdue fan that I am, I, I couldn't get the connections to get the uh, the Boilermaker helmet, but uh, I did find my child's Mickey Mouse train. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Uh, speak, speaking of Mickey Mouse train, uh, been been thinking a lot lately. You know, it's Christmas time, so we're we're thinking biblical. We all we all know Cain and Abel were Cain accidentally or not accidentally Cain. Kane murders his brother, and I feel really bad for doing this, but no, no, Jeff Brom, don't, don't hate me, Purdue Nation, but I think I'm gonna have to take LSU in this one. <laughs> you know what? You know what? After the look on these guys' face, I, I just can't do it. Purdue, let's go. yeah, let's go. <laughs> Had y'all in the first half, not gonna lie. I'm afraid LSU's gonna have Purdue in the first half, too. <laughs> well, gentlemen, no. thank you so much Wait, for. for- uh, Purdue athletic director, whatever your name is, I am available. Uh, I'll send you my resume. I once, and Drew can attest to this, I once put up 140 points in NCAA 13 as, as Cincinnati or as UAB. Uh, you did four verts till it hurts, baby. Let's go, gentlemen. Thank you all so much for joining us and giving us most all of your evening tonight. It has been an absolute blast, and we. Uh, thank y'all so much for your support of this this silly podcast and our website um, and look forward to watching the bowl games with you guys and and uh, you know just this thanks for that uh, closing thoughts uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Matt uh, no I mean this was fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three hours of a, a marathon but uh, you know it was a this is a good time enjoy it boys absolutely pops uh, thanks for having me invite me. It's it's been uh, it's been fun to always uh, talk football and cut up with you guys. Absolutely, Wilson. Uh, let's go Gamecock Nation. Boiler up. Thank you. Short but sweet, Jason. Hey, you know, I started the night off winning a bet on Jordo, thinking that I was here last year. I was glad to be here this year. <laughs> Uh, my picks were, I am confident I'll finish in last, but that's okay. I had fun. Hope, hope to do it again. That's the message pitch way. Jordo, our college football correspondent. Man, I, I, I tell everybody about you guys uh, and the podcast. Um, your writing that you do is phenomenal. Thanks. Podcast is a, is a, is a, is a really, maybe the best kept secret, best kept secret in podcast. How about that? Hot take. We appreciate uh, that. You're too kind. Listen to you guys. I think you guys are kind of coming into your own, honestly. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for you guys to see where maybe it, maybe it goes in the future and maybe it goes no farther than, than this right here. And if, and if that's all it ever does, that's fine too, because this is fun, you know, yeah. getting to see you guys yeah. and, you know, everybody that was on tonight, this was, this was a lot of fun. No, no, no more. I'd rather be so. Absolutely. Drew, Drew, let him let him hear from last year's champ. Is he Absolutely, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, last year's champion Daniel McDuffie, take us home. Well, guys, I just really appreciate you having me on, and this was a lot of fun. Absolutely.
you've heard you've you. heard of uh, you've heard of beat the phantom and and stump the Schwab. We've got to try to out Tuffy the McDuffie. Yeah. that was an incredible stretch will thank you thank you folks i hope we we here at the message pitch hope everybody has a, a very merry christmas and a happy holidays be safe uh enjoy yourselves and, and once again thank you so much to uh you know to all of you to listen and our families that put up with us putting this together so for everybody here at the message pitch i'm drew i'm will i'm matt we're the message pitch we'll talk to you soon Stay classy. Thank you guys. See y'all in the morning.